BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome to the Kyle Coster Show. We're going to do something a little bit different today. The first thing you're going to hear from me after the theme music is a piece I wrote about Adam Shine. Shine hosts a radio show from nine in the morning to noon on the East Coast on Mad Dog Sports Radio, available on Sirius. And then he also has a show on CBS Sports Network at 6 p.m. And he's a guy who... I didn't really get, I didn't appreciate what he was doing. I don't think I ever really gave him a solid chance. Uh, we have Sirius in the car and we've been doing a lot less driving since the pandemic started. Obviously I work from home. There's not that much driving to be done, but as my kids have gotten a little bit older and started to go to school, I've been doing the drop-offs and when I get done with them, it usually coincides with nine in the morning. And I know that's going to be time for Shine's rant. And it comes in the form of a monologue, which is an increasingly rare art in sports radio. Uh, he takes a broad look at everything going on in sports in about 15 minutes and just touches on everything. It became kind of this one-stop shop for me where it would highlight the biggest talking points of the day. It would catch me up on not just the game, but the storyline night before if I was falling behind. So I started looking forward to it more and more. I started reveling in the enthusiasm that Shine has for the job and for sports. And I kind of got hooked. And I will be honest. His show is not per se one that I would immediately gravitate towards. I like a lot of sardonic humor. I like a lot of, is this fake? Is this real? Um, so I, I grew to appreciate what he was doing. Um, and I was able to reach out and set up a time to interview him to observe him as he went about his days and get a sense of 
the way he approaches the job, and then kind of to analyze why I think his show resonates so much with me, why I found myself looking forward to it, and what he's doing that's working. After that, we're going to have an interview with Marty Smith of ESPN. We're going to touch on how excited he is to get back on the road, this great initiative he's doing about getting kids back on the sporting fields, and how he handled that moment, that viral moment of him coaching up a younger reporter. We get into that. He makes some nice observations about all that needed to fall in place for him to be where he is today and all the people he needs to rely on in order to keep him there. It was a really nice conversation. Uh, Marty always has really good real world perspective. So that's the show today. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. Shine is a creature of habit. He eats a turkey sandwich for lunch every day, along with some hot coffee. Never iced. Not even in 97 degree weather. He's a meticulous planner who fishes with a wide net to capture the sports conversation, taking notes on a legal pad instead of a computer, like a hard scrabble Richard Price detective. It's how he prepared for tests in school. It became one of those habits. He's always wanted this, to do this type of radio, ever since the genesis of WFAN, which he calls an epiphany. Every morning at 9 o'clock, he clenches the leash of Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM and unfurls a monologue that winds through every inch of the sports terrain with conjunctions and add-ons. There's always a next point until there are suddenly 40 or 50 of them stacked neatly on top of each other without ever feeling too heavy. Always more to say. Always more corners of the picture to paint based on fancy. That's how Shine on Sports is built. On the back of what happened last night. Everything that happened last night. Punctuated with question marks and exclamation points because a simple period just won't do. What he doesn't know and what he's sure of are of equal value in this economy. Basic and elementary as this may be, It works. And it feels right. If aliens ever needed to be introduced to the concept of sports radio, Shine may be the perfect avenue. He cooks up comfort food with this Spartan recipe, sometimes salty. He's been firing Brian Cashman with a regularity George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin would find jarring. And sometimes it's sweet, bestowing the My Guy moniker to particularly productive players the highest of honors. Six hours later, after recharging his batteries and spending time at the reflecting pool of takes, Time to Shine begins on CBS Network. This has been the standing double dip since 2015 for one of the biggest sports fans in sports media. Burning the candle at both ends has indulged his flame. This was always one of the most interesting things when you get into this business, Shine told the big lead. There are actually some people who don't love sports, who don't live and die with the games and storylines. Our producers and our staff, they love it. I love it and think about it 25 hours per day, end quote. 
On air, shine is the opposite of a tryhard, hamming it up for attention or engagement. An authentic appreciation and excitement for sports, especially the on-field machinations of those kids' games, is striking. And that's part of the secret. It feels like a safe, increasingly rare sphere to inhibit. Though not afraid to criticize, he bucks trends by unabashedly enjoying the things he covers while always seeking to fill in any gaps. He's at his best during the opening monologue. It's essentially a one-sheeter on all that happened in sports, why it's important, and a little taste of the surrounding discourse. It's reminiscent of the radio so many grew up with, especially in New York, where there isn't any time for nonsense. It's a pure distillation and, quite frankly, an incredible resource. Few things in punditry feel like this anymore. A place where you can see the entire field without an obstructed view. Specialization has dulled the appreciation of generalization. The monologue is a tone setter, Shine says. It reflects what I'm most passionate about. Painting with a broad brush and going in any different way as Picasso. My drug is just the daily rush of doing what I do. I am obsessed with the process. It's like the old Dunkin' Donuts commercial. This is me making the donuts, just as happy as that guy was. End quote. I've wanted to have this conversation for a long time. For the past few months, those 15 minutes at the top of Shine's show have been one of the day's high points, blasting through minivan speakers after all the kids have been dropped off at their assorted schools. The monologue, along with the criminally underappreciated late night sports center, are in many ways the most valuable minutes the casual to somewhat serious sports fan can use. A short drive brings with it answers to the eternal question, what's going on? The timing couldn't be better for me to be invited for a peek behind the curtain, to see how those donuts are made and attempt to understand what about them is so delicious. It's a late June Tuesday following an outrageously stacked slate of sports around the globe. Soccer, basketball, baseball, NFL rumors. The list goes on and on until it's indistinguishable from Stefan describing the hottest new club. Bob Stewart, Shine's executive producer on radio, sends out the prep email at 1.50 a.m. There are 11 issues to fill the docket, ranked in order of importance like some sort of auditory math equation. Paul George and the Clippers have staved off elimination for now against the Phoenix Suns to force a game six. Shohei Otani put on a show in the Bronx and the Bombers are listless. Trey Young's health is uncertain. The Tampa Bay Lightning, as Shine so forcefully predicted, would crush the fluky Montreal Canadiens have jumped out to what appears to be an insurmountable 1-0 lead in the Stanley Cup final. Finally, Scottie Pippen continues to say a lot of wild stuff. A pre-show meeting convenes at 8 o'clock. Things should always sound free-flowing, but there's a process, Shine advises while sketching out the plan. He's fired up about the latest New York Yankees indignation and calling, yet again, for someone to rid the fan base from this underachieving and uninspiring manager. The Zoom call is peppered with laughter as he and Stuart tick through the topics, giving one or two broad observations on each. It sounds a lot like the on-air program, save for the mechanical stuff, discussing the timing, the flow, the proper sequence for soothing of the air. They wonder, how can the poll question tie two things together? 
Where can the NFL be worked in? What segments need to be taped during break? There's a depth of knowledge there, discussing strategy and the Euros and the College World Series. They hit it all. If something flashed across the ticker, odds are it will be addressed. Nine times out of 10, the two will be on the same page. And for some stretches, it sounds more like 10 out of 10. I usually go to bed thinking that I know what my monologue is going to be, what topics A, B, C, and D are going to be for radio, Shine explains. But I don't take any notes at night. I learned that a long time ago because things tend to change. It's fluid and you want to be fresh and you want to be topical at 6 a.m. on the West Coast. The uncertainty is reflected in the sole scheduled guest, Brian Scalabrini. It's not clear when he'll be joining to react to all things NBA. Stewart says they have the ultimate flexibility. Flexibility helps maintain the freshness. Weeks of the NBA playoffs have taken their toll and shine jokes that he is exhausted before adding, you know, in all seriousness, watching games is imperative. A dirty little secret in this industry is how many either view that part of the process as a burden or flat out skip it entirely. That's part of the craft though. It's the petri dish from which all opinions ferment, the necessary homework. Like Marie Kondo, that time is better spent when it sparks joy. Sports talk, as muscular and low-minded as it can be painted, is an art form. The true craftspeople know how to build the basics, yes, but the beauty is often in the details. In an era of podcasts allowing unlimited editing and unlimited opportunities to get things just so, the high wire act of going live is best left to those who ensure every inch of the wire is tight and secure. Structure and flow are working when no one was thinking about them at the moment. Shoring up the seams and finding ways to contribute to the larger picture is unsexy work. Yet pouring over coaches' press conferences and post-game comments often yields content gold. Shine and Stewart close the meeting after about 20 minutes. They're confident they have a plan. It might all change. That's what keeps the butterflies alive. Things going sideways, though, is an opportunity in itself. There's nothing like making chicken salad out of, in Shine's words, well, you know. About an hour later, Shine will be informing his audience that he's feeling amazing. You believe him. They believe him. The segments tick by. Cam Newton can't play, he claims at one point, his voice crescendoing and picking up speed. Cam Newton can't play. Cam Newton is shot. He barely pauses before continuing in a more measured tone, explaining how poised and phenomenal Mac Jones was as Alabama's star quarterback before concluding, I don't know how this is a multiple choice question. Thoughts keep coming, some small nuggets and others fit for a longer thesis. These umpires don't know which way is up. Replay is broken in all sports. Boone is doing the weekend at Bernie's in the dugout. He has the nerve, the audacity, the chutzpah. Quiz during a commercial via the call-in line about what happens if the Yankees win 15 of their next 20 or do something crazy like win the World Series. He promises to wear it. Such is life for a pundit. I'm a big believer in accountability, he says. You have to always go back. My personal favorite of all time, and I don't regret it, I gave the Philadelphia Eagles a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl when Carson Wentz got hurt. I think I picked against Philadelphia in every playoff game, but you go back, you own it, and you have fun with it, end quote. Shine bristles at Imagine Dragons serving as bumper music. 
probably because it was done to intentionally rile him up. A few inside jokes like that and likely some callback references that went undetected on my part crop up on air. There's care to plug a previous conversation or a past podcast to build a connected world that reaps benefits for those who make the time every day. Feedback and audience participation drives the final 10 to 15% of the time, another payoff and savvy incentive. The late Larry King used to call in. Regulars have come and gone through the decades, but the audience and host have grown up a lot. You know the kids' names, what they've been through in life, shine muses. His three children are familiar names on the show. Today brings a genuine appreciation of seeing Otani through the eyes of his six-year-old son. They clean up the poll questions and dive into feedback. More importantly, those thoughts are advanced while Shine serves as a sounding board. Perhaps a small thing, but a smart thing. A savvy sports sommelier can detect notes of Chris Mad Dog Russo in Shine's flavor profile. Intentional or otherwise, it adds a layer and can bring a wry smile to the face of those who notice. It tends to come out when there's a particularly galling effort or attitude on the diamond. It's a reminder that other shows could be doing this daily so they don't have to play catch up when the sport enters the collective consciousness. In the course of a few sentences, he recites Blake Snell's home road splits, how Nick Castellanos is trending, which team is struggling with middle relief. All of these different things that are never far from his own consciousness, whether he realizes it or not. Shine's greatest ability is not that he goes wide on sports. It's that he also goes deep. Whereas others bite off X number of storylines, he'll try to tackle three times that and be just as good per capita. A few years ago, someone on Shine's commuter train into the city asked what was on tap for the day. After listening to the rundown, the rider pitched a regular season Nationals-Angels game and the corresponding Mike Trout-Bryce Harper matchup. It wound up on the show as evidence of Major League Baseball's inability to market its marquee players. This is the vibe that comes through in waves. Shines is a show of the people, presented in plain English and as comfortably familiar as someone on the Metro North grumbling about how the Mets can't hit while stuffing a newspaper in a briefcase. Building a national show that retains the special DNA of a local offering, where listeners really feel like they're in it with the hosts, is a desired outcome with no easy pathways. There are shortcuts to selling one's investment in a topic, yet Shine takes the more authentic and credible route by going in-depth on the issues to a level that impresses the involved fan base. There's an earnestness and diligence there. Perhaps even more importantly, a willingness to let the story stand on its own without trying to outshine it with personal star power. Eric Spitz, now Vice President of Sports Programming at Sirius XM, was at WFAN when Shine interned there around the turn of the century and gave him an artisanal metric aimed at assessing each show called Poke. Passion, opinion, knowledge, entertainment. All factors are judged on a scale one to 10. The passion is easy, Shine observes. The others take work. Any good producer must challenge ideas. Push the levels of comfort. Throw out ideas and see what sticks. I don't think I could function without them, Shine admits. Seriously, they make me better and they make the show better. Around 3.30, he meets with his team from CBS to game plan for tonight's Time to Shine with producers Malcolm Cohen-Coleman and Allison Cohen, 
who he says he calls before making any serious life decision. It was too hot to go for a run, but not too hot for steaming coffee. So he's again firing with high octane. The group gets right to work on the details. A leading segment will discuss the spate of NBA playoff injuries. And they'd like to include Jamal Murray in some way, even though this came before the postseason. This person was good in the postgame, but this other one was better. Story A is good, but story B is better. What if the two are combined into one? There are savvy editorial choices happening in rapid succession. And with television, there's more to negotiate as graphics and moving pictures must dovetail with Shine's oration. Tying one section of the show to another sows an even more appealing quilt. It's true what they say that 90% of the iceberg is underwater. The finished television product is the execution of a plan. It's most compelling when no one is thinking about that plan. Free-flowing, yet part of the process. It sounds familiar. The number one focus of the program is to amplify Shine's takes, to literally allow his personality to shine. It's abundantly clear that everyone involved knows what's going to work for the talent and what isn't, what will feel forced, and what would have come out of his own brain had he had more time to think. The day ends and the two-a-days continue without my muted presence. Characters change, but the setting and tone stay the same. Excitement and genuine emotion continue to be valued above all else. Existing is a testament to how much fun an audience will have if the host himself or herself is having fun. One gets a sense Shine would be doing a version of this even if he wasn't in the media. Perhaps he'd be the ultimate water cooler guy, locked and loaded with stats and info, willing to engage with anyone on any topic, born out of an earnest appreciation and fascination. There's no secret to his success as he's always been on this path, earning a place at Syracuse, standing out there, taking the low level job to stay in New York instead of something that paid more in a smaller market. His arc makes a ton of sense and it's easy to read. But the secret as always is in the joy and the elevation of things and their reasonable teardowns. The approach zaps out every fiber of boredom and by definition cannot get stale. It's wholesome and satisfying and one can't help but wonder why more voices haven't taken up these habits. Tame yourself with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders and below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation performance package includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat yours like Olympic gold as well? Fellas, do right by yourself and all your parts and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the code FANSIDED20. That's FANSIDED20. The Lawnmower 4.0, it has that 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock and it gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof too? Michael Phelps is drooling just thinking about the possibilities. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. So Marty, I saw that you and McGee will be on the road 
uh, <laughs> this fall. And then I saw you guys shot a commercial where it looked like you two were looking to go on a buddy road trip. And I guess my question is, can that just be a show? Uh, it'd be a hell of a show. And yeah, we, um, so we are going on the road. SEC Network this year uh, made the amazing decision to uh, have us on 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern time every Saturday morning leading into SEC Nation, uh, which is, of course, the SEC Network's kind of version of game day. And we're going to have this amazing elaborate set that they travel with. They bought a mid-60s Chevrolet pickup truck. They are sawing it in half, and they are they're retrofitting couches into the like the bed and the front of it so that uh, we can use that as our set. And we're just so grateful beyond words, man. It's hard to believe that a couple buddies of 20 or 25 years who've literally grown up together in the business that, uh, that ESPN and, and the SEC network and our bosses and our colleagues and everybody would, would, would believe enough in us to, to do that. But we do believe we built a special platform and so we're really grateful to get to expand it. And I have to imagine that the energy this year is going to be different than the last. How much are you looking forward to feeling college football like college football again? Man, we're made to gather uh, as human beings. And I think all of us have new perspective on the awesome blessing that is being in that same energy with all those people. I think any of us that love college football and college sports, sports, period, I think there's a few different avenues where we gather together and live in that same energy. I think it's sports, music, church. Uh, and so to, to have lost that during the pandemic, I think a lot of us, I know I, know I speak for myself, I, I, I realized very deeply how much I missed that energy. And what a void that was in my life. So to get to to go back to it and feel it again will be magical. I can't wait to be in Bryant-Denny Stadium when they're singing Dixieland Delight. I can't wait to be in Death Valley on Saturday night when they're singing Colin Baton Rouge. I can't wait to be in these SEC venues. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And I'll tell you, brother, the first time – so. I've been on the road since last May. I was the first reporter back in the field when NASCAR came back. And so <laughs> I've gotten to kind of experience the, the slow rebirth of all this. So it was super weird doing college football last year. I felt so blessed to be in that environment. And then where it really started to feel normal was the Masters in April. And then when I did the Kentucky Derby in May, it felt very real because there were probably 60-ish thousand people at the Derby. Everybody was decked to the nines in their Sunday best, looking beautiful. And there was beautiful energy in there. So I can't wait to get to 100,000. Um, it's going to be special. Yes, I missed it. So you're joining me today on behalf of the Academy Sports and Outdoors Back to Sport campaign. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish and why you find this initiative so important? It's important because sport is important to our young people. And the reason that, that sports are so important is 
it offers purpose. It offers structure. It offers self-discipline. It offers the understanding that if you're able to take constructive criticism, you can become better. And uh, I live that myself and, and my kids are kind of living it now. Both of my daughters are in competition dance. And uh, so they get a lot of instruction in that capacity. And so I grew up playing all three. I played football, basketball, baseball my whole life. And my high school coaches were some of the greatest mentors that I ever had. And it was my youth coaches that really set the table for that. And so I, I, sports gave me so much purpose in life to the point where I knew very quickly if, it, if I had to be in sports somehow professionally. I didn't know what it was, but that was always my goal. I mean, there was a time when I thought I was going to play quarterback for Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech, and then athleticism got in the way. And, but when I got to college at Radford University, I thought, I got to figure out what I can do to be around sports because nothing invigorated me like that. Nothing, I had, nothing gave me the passion that sports did. And that's what it offers these young people. And without, you know, let's go back to, to last year, kids not having it, having seasons canceled, not having that structure, not being around their friends that way. That was a void. I mean, I saw it everywhere. I saw it all over the place what a void that was for the young people who didn't get to do it, didn't get to live it. And so I'm grateful that they're going to have that opportunity. And they're going to, again, they're going to have new perspective on that opportunity and the blessing that it is to compete, man. I said in my book, like the beauty of sport is it's learning how to win with grace and it's learning how to take losing, take that failure and repurpose it as fuel. Because in this life, we lose a hell of a lot more than we win. And we have to learn how to do, how to manage that and use it as a lesson. And that's what sports does. I was curious for you personally, if you get a different type of fulfillment out of seeing like kids play where there's less on the line, it's more pure as opposed to sports being tied up like in your job. I know that you like it's, it's one thing to see and be around the Ohio State football team or Clemson or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's to it's a totally different vibe and energy when you're around eight-year-old girls playing soccer. But both have their strengths and both have their weaknesses. What do you get out of seeing sports on the smaller scale? The wonder that comes with success. Because when you see eight-year-olds succeed and the self-confidence with which they're fulfilled, from doing something they might not have known was possible within them is this beautiful perspective for an adult that is, you use the word pure. It's so raw and so real and so authentic that it reminds you of that wonder. Youthful wonder is one of the most beautiful things. Going back to my daughters for a second. There are times I'm driving down a highway, right? And I look in the rearview mirror and my, one of my daughters would be looking out the window and I'd give anything to climb in that little mind for a second. I just want to know what, what's going on in there. And when you see them achieve, there's no greater fulfillment for a parent. And so that's what it is, man. It's that, it's that 
genuine is probably the right word. It's the genuine moment of achieving something and being successful in it and the overwhelming joy that comes from that. Because even though there's joy at the collegiate level and the pro level, it's not the same joy. You know, look, it's, I'll just say this quickly on, on Academy's behalf. <clears throat> they care so much about growing young people through sport and, and growing young leaders. You know, one thing about sports that's so special is, and I wrote this in my book too, Kyle, I'm not sitting here peddling it, but it just made me think of it. There's a lot of things in this life that, that can separate us outside the lines. But once we step between those lines, everybody's pulling in the same direction. And everybody is, is working towards the same goal and helping one another and reaching down and picking your brother up or, or your sister up off the turf and giving every last ounce of everything you got to be the best version of yourself so that your brother or sister between the lines can do the same thing. And thereby, you can be the best group. You can be the best team possible. You learn some. You learn leadership. You learn sacrifice. And it's funny, being a, you know, being a guy who interviews coaches all the time, sometimes they say those things, as you know, and you kind of go, oh, man. But – it's just the truth. And, and when you see the structure that it offers and the potential and the hope, in a lot of cases, it's hope. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, you went viral for coming up to a reporter from a smaller affiliate who was doing a stand-up and having some trouble with it. I kind of wanted to ask you, number one, how did you deal with that becoming public? Because I don't feel like you ever intended that to be a, hey, this is how good of a Samaritan I am. But I was curious, who played that role that you were playing for you coming up? Um, <clears throat> first of all, you're right uh, about Jack. And I just saw him at SEC Media Days. His name's Jack Patterson. He's in, uh, a reporter and shooter out of Columbus, Georgia. And he's a beautiful soul. He's just a wonderful young man, and he's got such a bright future. He has this joy and this light coming out of him that is infectious, and you can't help but feel it. And I, I, every time I get to see, I just gave him this big bear hug in, uh, in Birmingham. But you're right. I didn't know he was going to put that out uh, publicly. It was certainly not my intent at all. I didn't even know he was capturing it at the moment. Um, I just wanted to – I just wanted him to know that no matter what level you might be at, there are portions of the job, i.e. tape stand-ups, stand I still hate them, that the expectation is perfection. If you're live and you stumble over a word, you just plow right on through it. When you're taping something, the expectations from yourself, from your employer, is perfection. And I just saw him. Uh, you know, on having needing a couple takes and I could kind of see the anxiety welling up in him because it was late. I mean, we'd all been there for hours and hours and hours and I had just finished up and I just wanted him to know, look, bro, this stuff's hard. You're, you're killing it, man. Just stay at it. Take a deep breath. 
take three bullet points, pare them down, and that's what you do. Like, and and the reaction to it, it, it wasn't about me. It was so much bigger than me. Uh, it was Jack's joy that was so beautiful in that moment. And uh, I'm still, I get asked about it all the time. I'm still kind of processing it. And that was his moment. It had nothing to do with me other than I happened to be a conduit to kindness. And um, the, a lot of people have done it for me, man. I've been afforded so much opportunity that it's humbling beyond words. And when, when I do get an opportunity, I take it so seriously. I want to excel because I want to prove the person who gave me the opportunity right. And that's, I mean, that's everybody from Jack Obringer at ESPN, who was really the first person back in 2006 to take a flyer on a country boy who had never done TV before. And, and teach me television from the ground up. That's folks like uh, Lee Fitting, who believed after my NASCAR career that I belonged in college football. Uh, it's Kate Jackson, <laughs> who believed in me and, and continues to believe in me. To I mean, it's, it's just like I, all the way up to John Skipper and, and Jimmy Pataro and, 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 and above all, my wife. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, you can't have this kind of job if you don't have a champion standing alongside you every single day. And I do. I have a, a partner who she has to pat her husband on the back and give him a hug and a kiss and send him off to the airport. And then she has to wrangle three kids all, you know, for, for days on end. And it's just a blessing of indescribable proportions, man. And so they are, they are too many to name um, that, that have been that person for me. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it, th th there's, there's not one. There's just so many, man. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.